Hi, everybody. I'm Julia Pastel, and this is the CT Improv Podcast um, in our Meet So-and-So series, and I'm here with Summer L. Kendi today. Say hi, Summer. Hi. Um, Summer is a little bit about Summer. She's originally from, well, why don't you tell us this tangled Canadian <laughs> Floridian history? You just did. <laughs> you just said it to me. <laughs> so, but I'm always, which came first, the Canada? Yes. Okay. okay. So tell us about it. Where were you born and stuff? I was born in Mississauga, which is right near Toronto on a farm. Mm-hmm. And then my parents decided it was too cold and they moved to Florida. So on the website, I've always been curious about this. It says it was a hobby farm. What does that mean? A hobby farm is a farm that doesn't support itself only on its products. So like we had sheep and chickens and cows and such, but like they didn't cause enough income to sustain. So basically you lived in a dream world of pets. Yes. <laughs> Except for your pets ended up being your dinner. Oh, so you killed them. Did your family themselves? We killed our chickens, and we, but we didn't kill our cows. Anything that was huge didn't get killed here. We killed our rabbits and our chickens. Oh, man. But like my first pet was like a chicken. But she got eaten by a raccoon. So. Oh, okay. oh, so tragic. Yeah. Life, the life cycle at such a young age. I learned about life. And then you moved to Florida mm-hmm. when you were how old? Six. So do you remember Canada at all? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Probably because of the amazing pet situation. I would have been super jealous of that. <laughs> well, afterwards, we went back to visit the farm, and they actually now have horses on that farm. Yeah. Like the people that bought it turned it into a horse farm for a while. So oh. I'm like insanely jealous that we left. Oh, man. But then I would have never been here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sound so sad. <laughs> I could be riding a horse right now. <laughs> so you lived in Florida forever until you went to college. Where did you go? Uh, Eckerd College in Florida. <laughs> oh, you stayed in Florida. I stayed. And then tell us how you came to be in Hartford and uh, Hartford Stage and everything. Tell us what happened. Um, I graduated from college and I got a job working at some like summer camp at a theater, but they fired me <laughs> because they ran out of funds. They had to let go of half of their staff. So I guess it was... You were laid off. I was laid off, but I was fired. It was... <laughs> I, you can put a nice word on it, but it was... Yeah. And so I ended up not having a job and I was like, I have to do something. And in Florida, in St. Petersburg especially, there's like not very many theaters Or if there is, like, they all have their, like, favorite people they hire. So it was really difficult to get started there. So I started, like, looking for jobs. And I sat in the Starbucks for two weeks to the point that old ladies took notice Uh. (laughs) and, like, pitied me. Um, And I found a – I just applied to this apprenticeship for Hartford Stage on a whim, thinking that it would never happen. And then, like, called me. I talked to Matt Neufeld. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Kate just told me a really similar story. (laughs) Um, and he made big promises, <laughs> and I ended up uh, not wanting to come, but I decided that it was my only option, so I came. Wait, why didn't you want to come? Because it was Connecticut. <gasps> what were your perceptions of Connecticut? Before? White bread, white collar, like hair in a tight bun, drinking cocktails at five o'clock. <sighs> totally, me too. Uh, Summer and I have in common <laughs> with Kate that we're not from Connecticut. No. Nope. We're the only ones. <laughs> I did not want, I, I totally did not want to come. I moved here and cried the first day. I sat in, what's that restaurant at the end of Pratt Street? Uh, Vaughn's? No. Oh, the Russell? I sat in the Russell. It's the only time I've ever been in the Russell. <laughs> I, sat, 
sat there and cried. It's your crying zone. But quickly you came to note that someone was watching you from their window, and that someone was me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you guys live in... I love that apartment. It's like so... It was like four floors of a dorm room. It would have been awesome if it wasn't a dorm. Like, if we could have painted it and made it our own, it would have been cool. But the fact that it had like four... It was a cube of beige, like beige (laughs) carpets, beige walls, beige ceiling. And yet somehow humongous. Yeah. So tell us how you, so you apprenticed at Hartford Stage, and what did you do there? Uh, I was an education apprentice, so I did a lot of teaching and lesson planning and more teaching. Cool teaching (laughs) stuff. Um, Directing and stage managing and stuff, so. Cool. And then eventually, somehow, you decided you wanted to sign up for Flying Blind. Yeah, we, because we were apprentices, we got everything for free, so... Kate and I decided we needed to meet people that weren't the other two apprentices. <laughs> and uh, we wanted to meet guys. So we signed and up you for did. improv. And you did. You met Greg Ludovici. We met Greg Ludovici. Bow chicka bow bow. My stupid girlfriend decided to move from, to New York. What a jerk. Uh, that's me, everyone. Um, yeah, so Greg and I were just talking about this yesterday. It's like all such a blur that whole year of classes that we took, and mm-hmm. it was just you guys. And apparently, John was there for the first class. And do you remember that first class at all? Like, I do, and I don't remember John dropping out of the class. He did. I didn't like because I also had a problem distinguishing Dan and John. <laughs> so, like, it, I could have that could have happened, but to me, they're like one unit. So. Which, for anyone who's seen them now, is so. <laughs> funny but i remember that it's like two dudes with beards yeah it was forget the it dudes I'm yeah like, yeah dan john and one of them would turn around and it'd be fine yeah they really <laughs> could barely look more different but they were really hard to just dis- it's the generic names too yeah no and like, they were always together so yeah i knew their names were dan and john i just didn't know which was which yeah oh, i remember that too i think that's like how we became friends it's like secretly whispering like <laughs> don't know yeah all right, so we did all that, and CT started, and uh, I don't know. I guess the rest is history on that front. So what have been some of your favorite like CT things, like gigs or games or general thoughts? Uh, I, I Like my favorite games? Yeah. Like I think my probably my top two are like blind dubbing and uh, stage directions. Yeah. They're both, blind dubbing is a great game. Blind dubbing is a game where two people talk blindfolded, and then they're basically, their voices are embodied by two other people. So, you like to be one of the bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And Stage Directions is also a great game where we get a bunch of quotes and actions from the audience, and you have to incorporate them into the scene as the scene goes along. And that's really fun because... I don't know. I like it because I find it really challenging to make it make sense. Yeah, way. and you have, you have no idea what's... Like, unlike line change, which is very similar, but not because it's all up to you to decide where it goes. Like, stage directions, you can get like something completely yeah. out of the blue. I <laughs> always feel really relaxed going into stage directions. Yeah, no, because if you if you completely run out of something, you just reach out and take a piece of paper, and it's yeah. like, yeah. fight a shark. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> it you. is the best. Although, I've been in the audience trying to give suggestions for stage directions, and that is so hard. The quotes, to think of quotes. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, like, yeah. 
if you're asking them to think of something specifically, of course you can't think of a single thing. I always think of good ones alone. <laughs> yeah. Or you're watching a movie and you're like, I wish I would remember this quote for later, but I never I do. won't. I'm not a movie quoter. No. Are you a movie quoter? I, I am with my sister. We can quote Disney movies. used to drive my parents quite crazy. We could, like, do the entire Lion King. Craig, <laughs> <laughs> somebody said in a really serious movie the other day, like, do you trust me? And Greg was like, that's stolen <laughs> from Aladdin. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's stolen from Aladdin. I think that's a legitimate question that people say all the time. No, that's Aladdin. <laughs> you know, I hadn't seen Aladdin in a long time, and then I was in a hotel room and watching it, and I don't remember if we talked about this recently, but I, I forgot about that whole ending scene where it's like... Ten puns in a row. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's like, like it's brilliant. things are heating up. <laughs> like, 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 there was no rules. Like, they were allowed to do that, and it was great. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Kids' movies are great. You also rec- uh, recommended to me recently How to Train Your Dragon, yes. which I recently saw. It's good. Did you cry? <laughs> it was really... I Did I cry? I don't even remember. I was so absorbed. I don't think I cried the first two or three times I saw it, but now I can't watch it without the ending making me cry. Like it just... Yeah, the dragon, the animation on the dragon is so, it's really good. It's really good. It's good miming. The dragon knows how to mime. Yeah. Get his point across. <laughs> yeah, that's a sim- Not all dragons are evil, you guys. But it's also the music. I like the music. They were robbed in the Oscars. Stupid Facebook movie winning... That Facebook movies like this. Yeah. What is their music? Their music <laughs> they played a sample of their music and it was literally like elevator music. Like, wh- what? <laughs> make some calls. I'm going to make some calls. Make some calls. Okay. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So now, tragically, from my point. Oh, no. Okay. We'll get back to this. <laughs> We're skipping over HCT, which is very important. So tell us about after you worked at Harvard Stage, you ended up freelance teaching and doing a lot of work for Hartford Children's Theater, which I think has really been like great for CT and just a big part of your life. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Hartford Children's Theater? Um, I went and worked after Hartford Stage. I went and worked and uh, originally I got hired to be their stage manager, um, which was fun, mainly because their new artistic director, Ryan, got hired the same, <laughs> like around the same time he, he started, like the day after... I got hired, so it was like we both started this lovely adventure together and didn't know where anything was. Um, And then I ended up, we got along well, so we ended up um, just going, I ended up stage managing all the shows for the year, which was fun, and then ended up teaching a bunch of classes for their education department, because, you know, that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. So, Summer stage managed some amazing shows, including... (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. Where Greg was guest on. Oh, that was, that was the funniest thing ever. I mean, that was a long time ago now. Yes. When was that? That was... Like a year and a half ago? Yeah, fall, fall of last year. Wow. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. not the tallest person in the world, and the person who was playing the Beast is like... Seven feet tall. Yeah. So it, was, it became this... Napoleonic quest for guest. <laughs> oh, it was ridiculous. He was good, though. He, he held his own. He did. He was wonderful. He was believable. And All the little girls loved him. They did. Oh, my gosh. We were doing a gig the other day, and now when little girls have a crush on Greg, I can, like, feel it coming across the room like a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
this girl, and I knew that she had a crush on, on Greg. I just, I was positive. Like, every time we moved around the stage, her head was, like, following him, <laughs> like a cat following a laser pointer. And, uh... He has that beaver quality. He does. He does look a little beavery. But he's always looked that way before beaver was One even beaver. born. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... That's sad. Yeah. So I, the girl like ran up to him and Joe and I standing together and I, I knew the answer to this. So I told, I was like, who is your favorite in the show? And she pointed to Greg and Joe was like, what? And she was like, you were the worst. (laughs) She was just messing with him though, but it was pretty funny. This girl was awesome. She was maybe seven. That's great. She was missing a lot of teeth. It was cute. (laughs) Anyway, um, so... Beauty and the Beast, and then Geppetto and Son, which you directed. You skipped over Cinderella Eats Rice and Beans. Oh, and I, the infamous, um, oh crap, what was that Christmas play? Christmas play. The, the, the okay one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it called? To- it's not Toys. To- Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. I didn't see that or Cinderella. It was a delight. <laughs> Cinderella Eats Rice and Beans. Ashley Hamill. Yeah, Ashley was in that one. Ashley Hamill, who's a local Hartford improviser uh, who graduated from the University of Connecticut, was the star of that. It's a really good play. It was a lot of fun. Highly recommended. Theater aficionados. Nice music. <laughs> Geppetto. And then, oh, so many memories. So many memories. As a result, CT has seen a lot of children's shows. I force them to. <laughs> I feel like so much bonding happened. So much. <laughs> Really? Come on. How many times did everybody reference Beauty and the Beast? That's afterwards? true. I think that was, wasn't that one of Joe's first plays that he'd seen? Ever? Was Maybe. It? I don't know. Or is it first musical? I don't remember. I don't know. I'll have to do a yeah. follow-up on this. I find that out. Because I remember he was like, I don't know. He was, he, he was into it. it. He was into it. <laughs> Like oh that candlestick man that was believable <laughs> that was a that was a talented candlestick too he was awesome um, okay so then tragically this is what I was gonna say before you moved to Boston away from me yeah and why don't you tell us why you did that and what you're doing there I ended up getting accepted to go to Emerson College for my graduate degree in theater education. Um, so I moved there to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boston's so pretty. Summer is the greatest little apartment in... It's the Beacon Hill area, but it's really Bay Village. Bay Village, yes. It looks like a movie set in a good way. Not in the bad way, like your old apartment. <laughs> you know, I think there's, a, there's some kind of like parallel in my life that I've always lived in a place that looks like a movie set. Like, it's just always... Like, in Florida, I did, and then here at Epcot Village down in Hartford, and then in my place now, it looks like Epcot Village, but, like... But, like... More believable. More money was poured into it or something. Yeah. There's a bigger budget movie. Summer and Kate's uh, housing, when they were apprentices, were these townhouses that are, like, built. They just look bizarre. They look like they forklifted them onto a cement pad. Yeah. There's no grass. That doesn't help anything. Except for Kate and I bought fake grass and brought it. Yes, that great lawn picture. Your lawn. Oh, well. So, how is Boston? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. A lot of history. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, Greg and I walked the Freedom Trail. I have not done that yet. I haven't done anything historical. 
It's funny, you can go to Paul Revere's house. I did it before, like, on another trip, but I saw the Mother Goose graveyard, where Mother Goose is buried. I think she's buried in the same cemetery as Sam Adams. Wait, Mother Goose is a person? Yeah. I thought it was just a... No. Mother, I mean, I'm sure not everyone called her Mother Goose. Right, right. But... <laughs> well, she had a real name. <laughs> a mother. Uh, but yeah, and Sam Adams, they're buried in the same zone. Wow. I think. I mean, that makes if sense. I'm wrong, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking this up. Wow, I did not know Mother Goose was a real person. She is. Blowing my mind. It's across the street from the hotel that invented the Boston cream pie. <gasps> oh, a great food. A great invention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to set the scene for this podcast. We are again in my apartment and on my couch, and Summer is drinking iced tea, following the tradition of everyone eating or drinking while I talk to them. (laughs) Apparently, people look at me and want to consume things. Or just (laughs) bored when podcasting. Um... So, do you know what you're going to do after Boston, or you just... I don't know. I have to student teach if I want to get my license, so I might stay in Boston for a while. It's also Hartford adjacent, so <laughs> <laughs> like I can reasonably, as my this present week has proven, go in and out of Hartford um, without absolutely killing myself. Uh, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You've been in a lot lately. That's, this, this week and next week is going to be insane, but... I wish we can't really talk about it, but Summer and Greg and I are in The Oddball, which is a... Real Artways. Real Artways, which is kind of an art cinema and gallery. They have a a big fundraiser every year where a crazy... It's like a masquerade party and a crazy secret performance happens, and this year we're in the secret performance. Summer has a starring role. Look for the photos online. Or come. <laughs> or come. Yeah. I forgot about that. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's like being in a school play for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a prop that I cannot describe. Except for there are alcohol, yeah, alcohol involved, which I don't know what school play. <laughs> Probably ones that some people would prefer to see. Oh. I was working on City Steam once, and uh, the brewery across the street, and this dad like came in with his family on like a Saturday afternoon and he sat down at one of the like family tables and there's a big wall between those and the bar and he like got up and pretended to go to the bathroom went to the bar like did a shot and came back and we're like yeah just like he couldn't take it couldn't take it man that's that's disturbing yeah (laughs) okay so now this is the part where I ask you is (laughs) <laughs> what do you find funny? Is there any, like, movie or book or TV show that you, like, really love? I hate this question because I don't know. I don't – and I know you're supposed to know what you find funny. I find, like – it's the same question as, like, what's your favorite music? Like, I don't know. I have such a – like, you can ask – like, my mother knows this very well. Is that, like, I will change directions midstream so <laughs> fast that, like, I can't, like – pick one thing ever. Like, I know that I love kid humor. Like, I like... But not stupid kid humor. Like, the sh- stuff that's on Nickelodeon right now, I could, like, 
barf over. But, like, old Disney movies, like, make me laugh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what went wrong between, like, The Lion King and, like, everything after that? Well, they now have Pixar, so. Right. I don't know. Pixar is amazing. Oh, can we talk about Up and how amazing that is? Because <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, except for, I should, probably shouldn't say this, but it, like, makes my mom sad. Like, I can see, like, how it's not a happy movie. Like, she couldn't get past the opening montage that makes everyone cry and sad. Like, I, I, was, I thought it was such a beautiful movie, but then, like, yeah, she couldn't get past that. Yeah. And, like, I can totally see that. Like, it's so devastating that, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Like, I kind of, I think that's why I like How to Train Your Dragon is that it's, it's, it allows itself to be a kid movie. Like, there isn't, there's over, there's, there's themes and there's just, like, a message, but it's not so, like, life is hard that you, like, are just feeling so, like, down. Pixar has definitely gone that way lately. Yeah. Uh, And I think, I mean, Finding Nemo was less like that. Mm -hmm. And then WALL-E is basically post-apocalyptic almost. Well, Toy Story, like, one of their first movies was super high, happy. It had, like, deep themes, but it was, like, a kid's movie's deep theme. Like, Mm -hmm. someone's replacing me. Like, this is sad. Right. But then this last one was about, (laughs) it was about middle age. You know, what do you do when you've achieved what you're meant to achieve? What's after that? I was was sitting there like, I mean, I love Toy Story 3. No, no, it was I went bananas. But it was really, really... Really adult. It's also, I remember in Up, we were sitting in front of a kid who said halfway through, he's like, Mom, can we leave? Like, he didn't want to be there. Like, he didn't, he wasn't enjoying the movie. Like, just wait. A a talking dog will come. (laughs) I think he shut up after the dog shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't like, it wasn't a movie for kids. Like, it was a movie that kids could enjoy, but like, I think it was more for like us. (laughs) Whenever anybody talks about Up, they talk about the first ten minutes. Yeah, because it was just so beautiful. Nobody's ever like, hey, that part in the jungle where they were trying to get out of the room was crazy. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I don't usually talk about the pun-off in Aladdin, Aladdin. so, oh man, what's, another one is so funny, I was like, time is running short, and then she's in a (laughs) giant hourglass. It's classic. It's amazing. I, that could be my favorite Disney movie. That is my favorite Disney movie. Little, Little Mermaid comes second. You only like Beauty and the Beast because there's books in it. Yeah, and... Oh, we were talking about, you made such a great observation when we talked about Aladdin, how there was a Middle Eastern princess way before there was a black princess. Right. But now, they would never do a Middle Eastern princess. Yeah. Like, if they hadn't done it then, they wouldn't do it now. Like, it's such a taboo. And they couldn't get away with half the jokes that they throw in there. Oh, Like, all of Robin Williams stuff. Wasn't there backlash against that? When it first I think came there out, was. there probably. I mean, he was his little like peddler guy who was selling like Tupperware. Yeah, he, there's a line uh, where they cut off your ear if they don't they like, like your, your face. face. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty offensive. <laughs> where is it supposed to take place? Iran or I have no idea. Saudi Arabia? Saudi, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it might this. be Iran. I knew this at one point. Oh no! I don't know. All right, look all we up. have to do is look up <laughs> actual location of Cave of Wonders. And we'll <laughs> Google Maps that. <laughs> I want that to All right, so summer time is running short. Um, so the last thing is, I ask everybody just off the top of your head, 
Just give me five fun facts about yourself. Seriously, anything. So, whatever you want. Well, here's my go-to for this question. Okay. My first fun fact is that I... I, It's my go-to. I like peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. (gasps) Yum. I do. Wait, dill or sweetened? Dill. I hate sweetened pickles. Yeah. Okay. That's one. Two. I am a conniption... I'm a Canadian Egyptian. I've had to do this for so many classes. <laughs> I, I have a whole stockpile of them. Uh, number three. Uh, I have a puppy, Penny. It wouldn't be summer if I didn't mention her at least once. <laughs> Penny is seriously the best dog ever. She's a corgi. And hilarious. Uh, number four. My first acting role ever... I was up for Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, uh-huh. but I didn't get it. Stupid girl, I'm not going to mention her name, but she got it. And I ended up having to be Dorothy's beautician. <laughs> so I was, I was in the Emerald City doing her hair and resisting the urge to pull it out of her head. You, that is such an opportunity for sabotage. I can't believe you missed it. Yes. Uh, that was lovely. That was my first acting moment. And probably the reason I didn't do acting is... High school, which in the end actually saved me because I didn't pick up any terrible habits that mm-hmm. high school actors pick up. Um, so thank you, Mrs. Harris, <laughs> for not <laughs> asking me. <laughs> what? Uh, I have one more, right? Yeah. Uh, I have flown a plane. You have? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, you did. No way. I wanted to be an astronaut, and so I went to Embry-Riddle, and I took a flight. I don't assume everyone who wants <laughs> to be an astronaut. This. I you knew this. I Maybe to, I did. I went to flight camp, and I learned how to fly. Wow. What kind of plane do you know? It was a Cessna. Just a little... <laughs> a Cessna is like a four-seater. It's like the, the cockpit is the size of a Golf. Like a, the car in the Golf. Uh-huh. Like it's, no, it's like tiny, tiny nothing little plane. So was that fun? Oh, yeah. It was did great. Did you feel powerful? I did. I ended up, because of Florida thunderstorms, I didn't get as many hours as I should have by the end of camp, so they had to, like, cram my last day full of flight hours, and because of that, I was alone with the flight instructor, and he was, like, crazy hardcore, and he made me take off and land, like, 20 times in an hour. Oh, my God. Just, like, constantly taking off and landing, just to, like, practice that skill. So, if our, our plane ever gets taken over, I can land it. So, are you licensed or something? No, God, no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it takes, like, what, a bajillion hours. You have to log an X number of hours and do all these trainings and all sorts of nonsense before you can fly. You should totally do it. Just do yeah, it. but as an Egyptian, I don't really know if I want to get my pilot's license and bring that kind of attention to myself. <laughs> That's a good point. These are the things I don't think about not being Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. You, you went to the terrorist training camp of CT Improv. <laughs> I, no, but Emory Riddle, where I was going, like, trained the pilots through September 11th. So, like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's layers. Please. <laughs> Whoops. Now I'm in Hartford, Connecticut. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Major target. <laughs> Hartford, Connecticut, the insurance capital. Oh, man. Well, that is plenty of very interesting facts. That I love. Do you have anything left that you would like your eager listeners to know about you? No. (laughs) That's about it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye.